This is the Rabbi Patrick Podcast, episode 13, Shavuot with Ketzira. So many awesome things going on, and it's impossible to tell you about all of them. That's the thing. If I did a podcast where I talked about all of the great stuff that I'm working on right now, and that the Punk Torah, One Shul, and Darshan Yeshiva communities are working on, it would just it would get intense. There would just be so much. A whole podcast episode would be dedicated to updates as opposed to actual stuff. So I'm going to refrain from giving my usual updates right now. Hopefully in the next podcast, I'll give you a little bit more than that. So instead, we're going to go right into it. This is Shavuot with Ketzira. So Shavuot is the next Jewish holiday that's coming up. And I was going to do a whole podcast episode on it um, because uh, Kimberly had sponsored the podcast and she had asked about Jewish holidays doing a podcast around that. Originally, it was Purim, but unfortunately, I failed to get the uh, podcast out in time. So instead, Shavuot. So here we go. Now, I was going to make my own thing and talk about Shavuot, what the holiday's about. And then I realized the perfect person to talk about Jewish holidays is my friend, Katsira. Katsira is the director of Wunschel, and she also did an entire holiday series on Darshan Yeshiva. So what I'm going to do is something a little different. I've never done it before on this podcast is I'm actually going to hand over the keys, so to speak, (laughs) of the podcast to her. So what you're about to listen to is the Shavuot podcast within Darshan Yeshiva's uh, Comprehensive Jewish Studies program. It's the holiday section. So um, this is just a little preview. It's a little opportunity for you to get something that's in Darshan Yeshiva for free. Um, It's all about Shavuot, and Ketsira is terrific. She is a Kohenet priestess, um, and so she takes a really cool, earth-based, mystical, feminist perspective uh, on Judaism and ritual and just all kinds of amazing stuff. And so this is her podcast uh, within Darshan Yeshiva on Shavuot. And if you're interested in learning more about Darshan Yeshiva, how you could listen to more of those podcasts so that you could uh, do comprehensive Jewish studies or Darshan training, whatever the case may be, send an email to podcast, so podcast at rabbipatrick.com. So podcast at rabbipatrick.com. But here is Ketsira on Shavuot, courtesy of Darshan Yeshiva. Hi, this is Ketsira. Welcome to the Shavuot portion of your Darshan Yeshiva Jewish calendar and Jewish holidays curriculum. So today we're talking about Shavuot, which really should be a major holiday, but for some reason in modern tradition seems to get a bit of short shrift. I don't know if it's because we are exhausted from Pesach and from the High Holy Days earlier, but this really important part of our calendar, uh, I hope after studying it a bit more through uh, the notes, the resources, the videos, and the books, and all the other things, you'll get a better sense of it and hopefully really incorporate it into your personal celebrations as well as uh, anything you're leading in communities. So what is Shavuot? Shavuot is the, called the Feast of Weeks or the Festival of Weeks. And that's because literally the word Shavuot means weeks, but it also is because it begins seven weeks after Passover. 
And we just talked about the period of the Omer, and that is the time that counts between Pesach and Shavuot. Uh, and really, the holiday of Shavuot is hugely important for a couple of reasons. So one, in ancient Israel, it was important because it was a harvest holiday. It was the third of the three Chags. So you had Pesach, you had Sukkot, and then you also have Shavuot, which are the official Chagim, the uh, pilgrimage holidays that are uh, in the Torah. So it's really a hugely important holiday. And again, in ancient Israel, it's really because it was a harvest holiday. It was the end of the barley harvest, the beginning of the wheat harvest. And it was also the beginning of what was called Chag Habikorim, which is the giving of first fruits. And that began on Shavuot and ends at Sukkot, the fall harvest holiday. So that's what's going on there in sort of the ancient world. And since then, since we don't really have that agricultural view anymore, as always in Jewish tradition, we've layered and we've layered and we've layered. And so tradition over the millennia has also taught us uh, or instructed us that Shavuot is the time of the giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai. So depending on your denomination and how you understand Judaism, this may be the time of the giving of the Ten Commandments, or it may be, uh, if this is your uh, teaching of Judaism, that it is the literal time when God gave Moses the whole Torah. Um, beyond that, it's also considered to be the time of the revelation of the Jewish people at Mount Sinai. So in the Torah, it actually says that we all stood at Sinai and that we all heard the instructions of the Holy One ourselves as much as we could handle in our own way. So uh, you'll hear things like, see you at Sinai. There's actually an Orthodox dating site called, I saw you, I saw you at Sinai. Because it is believed that all people who are Jewish today, that their souls stood at Sinai on Shavuot, the first Shavuot, to hear and accept the revelation of the Holy One. So kind of huge, right? So why don't we talk about it? Still not sure. Um, there are certainly services that go along with it. There is no work permitted on Shavuot. Candles are lit with traditional blessings and the recitation of the Shachianu. Um, there's a Yizkor, a memorial service that can go along with it. And there's also a couple of really other great traditions that uh, are broadening beyond the Orthodox community where they've mostly been held for a long time. So one is the idea of the studying of Torah from sundown on the first night of Shavuot uh, till dawn of the of the following morning, the next morning. And there's a lot of great things that happen. Most of us, many of us can't deal with staying up all night, but these late night study sessions where people get together, uh, often the book of Ruth is read. That's a very traditional thing to study or the actual Torah portions or whatever else people are feeling like studying. There's also a tradition of eating dairy on Shavuot. And there are so many rationales for this, it's unbelievable. Uh, everything from getting pretty hard and heavy in Jewish mysticism, uh, what's called gematria, which is Jewish numerology, taking the numerical equivalent of the word for milk in Hebrew, halav, uh, and, which is 40, which equals the 40 days that Moses spent on Sinai, waiting for the Ten Commandments, oh, all kinds of things there. Um, more realistically, it's probably because this is the agricultural time when cheese would have been produced. It's the spring. And in many cultures, this time of year is actually called the milk moon because of this. So whatever your rationale, um, dairy is a totally traditional this time of year. So get your cheesecake on if you're not lactose intolerant. 
So taking these two ideas together, I actually put together a few years ago something called the Shavuot Seder. And that is an all night uh, or as long as you can go study of the uh, prophetesses, the traditionally accepted seven prophetesses uh, of Judaism. So that's aligning the idea of studying the book of Ruth. Uh, with dairy. And so you take cheeses, you assign them to each prophetess, and you study uh, the teachings about them and their teachings, and do this for as long as you can. And there's a whole series of blessings that you can do with it. But there's a lot of really innovative approaches to celebrating the holiday because there isn't a lot of traditional um, required actions that occur. So we often read the Ten Commandments in synagogue this time of year because it is the time of giving of the Ten Commandments. Uh, the traditional liturgy that does exist is really the traditional services with specific Torah portions. So traditionally we read on the first day of Shavuot, uh, Exodus 19.1 through 20.23, and Numbers 28.26 through 28.31, and of course there are Haftarah portions as well. And on the second day, uh, for those who celebrate the second day, which is generally in the diaspora and in Orthodox communities, the Reformed uh, communities tend to not follow the second day so much anymore. So on the second day, for those who observe, it's Deuteronomy 15.19 through 16.17, uh, and Numbers 28.26 again through 28.31. There's also uh, a really beautiful ancient liturgical poem called the uh, Akdamut, which is uh, really a lovely poem. It's a pute, which is an ancient form of liturgical poetry. Um, you'll find a lot of, they're called pute-team, that's plural, out there. And there's different holidays where we really get into um, these types of, these types of poet ancient poetry, liturgical poetry. So uh, based on what I understand, it was originally written during the time of the First Crusades, around 1096. Um, and it was sort of a response to that in some way. And uh, my understanding is it was written by uh, a man named Rabbi Meyer, son of Rabbi Yitzhak. Um, he was a chazan, he was a teacher, a cantor type person in the uh, ancient world. And the uh, liturgical poem, Pute, has uh, 90 lines and uh, they follow a very specific format and uh, I've posted, it's really, uh, it's a really interesting and lovely poem. It's very much focused on the idea of exile and return to Jerusalem and being strong in your faith. So uh, you'll find a link to that, uh, a translation of it in the notes provided. So that's sort of a quick overview of Shvot. Um, I hope you'll really explore it because it's one of those, it's the culmination of the summer harvest. And so it's one of those that can help connect you to living in Jewish time, uh, the ancient ag agricultural cycles of Judaism. And then, of course, it is this giving of the Ten Commandments and the Torah, which are the foundational texts of our religion. So it's really a great holiday to dive into in whatever way you're able to. So as usual, lots of videos, uh, notes, and some books and resources and web pages for you to review about the holiday in the notes. And I hope you'll definitely take a look and really dive into what this holiday is all about. That's it for Shuot. See you soon for our next chapter.